Hi. Welcome to the CGOB Sports Show podcast. In this episode, we check in with CGOB Sports Director Kelly Moore, host of Jets Hockey on CGOB. What happened at Jets practice today? Mark Scheifele going to the wing. What was the reaction like in the dressing room? Plus, we are going to hear from Winnipeg Ice forward Owen Peterson as they get set to face the Medicine Hat Tigers Friday night in Game 1 of the Western Hockey League postseason. That's all coming up on the podcast. I think if you told us in October that you know we'd be in the playoffs, two points, you know we we control our our own destiny here. We would have taken it. We're not out looking in. We're in. Two points is two points. I mean, it's some people might think it's more important now, but I mean, if we won an extra game in October, we'd be four points up. If we won an extra game in November, we'd be six points up. You know, two points. It's the same sport. It's the same game. Well, we control everything that's going to happen to us till the end of the year. And you know, I think when times like this, people start to you know hit the panic button or. Hurry, when in reality it's the same it's the same sport we just we know what we can do and we know what we can achieve if if we play the way we can that's Pierre-Luc Dubois earlier today as we welcome in CGOB sports director Kelly Moore who is one of the people talking to Pierre-Luc Dubois and Kelly let's just start with the the notion of not hitting the panic button before we get into the all the lineup changes and, and whatnot do you feel a sense of calm in the locker room uh, sort of, uh, because they have to, Christian. And at different points in their careers, uh, they've been in situations like this. Uh, you you cut off that clip, but I, right after Pierre Luke uh, talked about, well, you know, if you'd have asked us in October, I said, well, what about January fourteenth when you were first overall in the Western Conference? Would you have believed that you would be down to a two point lead? for the final playoff spot with seven games to go. And he brought up the St. Louis Blues uh, and their great 2019 comeback. But, you know, that's because deflect, deflect, deflect. Uh, you know, you, you can't talk about anything negative uh, as a player. You've got to keep on uh, thinking in, in a positive vein. Uh, so I think it's, it's you know, uh, I mean, is it a lively dressing room full of vim and vigor? Like, I, I, I remember... Uh, that uh, in late November when Colorado was coming in. And, man, that dressing room, it was just alive. Well, it's not like that. Uh, but it's certainly not where everybody's coming in with their uh, lower lip uh, uh, dragging along the carpet either. So the big news today out of the Jets' practice is that Mark Scheifele gets moved to the wing. We wondered on the postgame show Tuesday what could happen, what buttons could be pressed at this point by Rick Bonus, and that's the big move today on the wing with Pierre-Luc Dubois and Kyle Connor. They've played together for about 30 minutes at 5-on-5 five five this year, but that was with Shifley in the middle. Uh, what was your reaction to that move when you saw it on the ice today? Well, the first thing I thought of was, uh, I, you know, maybe Mark uh, Shifley's puck possession uh, preference might be better suited along the wall. Uh, you know, Rick uh, Bonus uh uh, did his best to snuff out that controversy and, and backed off a little bit uh, on his comments uh, from after the game on Tuesday night that had us all kind of wide-eyed, even uh, at the time of the night that it was. Uh, and, and we always have to put things into the proper perspective too, Christian. Uh, you know, I, it actually took Rick a little longer than usual uh, to come out uh, from the coach's office after the game uh, because uh, after a loss like that, you're going to be uh, emotional and especially with the way that it happened. So, you know, there, there were probably things that uh, if he'd have had another half hour, an hour, maybe they don't quite come out that way. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, he, uh, 
uh, certainly, uh, you know, I thought did a pretty good job of uh, describing why he's doing what he's doing with Mark Shifley. And I went and actually checked with Mark. He didn't speak to the regular media, Christian, but uh, just, I mean, I caught him just a second or two before he was uh, going uh, for his off-ice workout. And I just, you know, I remember uh, a situation earlier this year where you played on the wing, and he said, yeah, he said it was in the Minnesota game right after Christmas. So he's played on the wing before, as you mentioned, not with Pierre-Luc Dubois and Kyle Connor. uh, But I remember the explanation back then when, the Jets weren't fighting for their playoff lives. That was that they just wanted to try it so that they would have it if they needed to use it later on in the season. Well, I think uh, it's for totally different reasons uh, that Mark Shifley's on the right side. Part of it makes sense. You're going to load up a line with Shifley, Dubois, and Connor. Uh, and as uh, you know, both Pierre-Luc Dubois and Rick Bonus said today, uh, when the faceoffs on the right side, then Shifley's going to be taking faceoffs. When they're on the left side, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois is going to be working off his strong side. So, you know, there's uh, there's also that. Uh, but uh, I think part of it, I can't help but think that part of it, Christian, is for the uh, the different messages that were sent after the game on Tuesday night. Uh, nobody will say that, uh, but... Uh, I think that there's some meat on the bone there. Definitely what we heard from Rick Bonus was a more measured uh, message. It seemed yes. like a, a more protective message of his players today than what we heard of a of a heat in the heat of the moment for sure uh, after the what we heard Tuesday night, but uh, interesting to see Shifley go on the way and he down the, the eye roll thing which was one of the big talking points after mm-hmm. Tuesday. We played yeah. the clip earlier in the show. It's it was a uh, he, he kind of poured water on any kind of controversy. He said both DeMello and Shifley were right in what they said. Did you agree with that? Yeah, he he said he didn't like the way that the questioning was going, and that's why he rolled his eyes. Uh, so we'll take him at his word for that, Christian. Uh, I'm not going to sit here on the air and say Rick Bonus is a liar, uh, but you know, he, I also uh, uh, will say that uh, head coaches will certainly try to diffuse situations. And uh, I don't know if you played the clip where he first came up to the podium and said, "Oh, going to be an interesting day here." You know, yeah, I did. That's yeah, that's just his way. I mean, that's, you know, and it's not that that's the only time he's done it this season. Trust me, that's the way he starts uh, most of his uh, uh, avails, whether it's uh, after the morning skate or after a practice. So that wasn't out of uh, character for him. Uh, But, uh, yeah, I kind of thought that uh, he, and that's where, Christian, I thought maybe uh, he walked back a little bit about what was said on Tuesday night where he, you know, he, and he tried to explain different scenarios uh, when you'd want to hang on to the puck uh, and possess it till a better opportunity showed up to shoot it. Uh, so I think there was a little bit of diffusing going on after, uh, uh, you know, what were some real mixed messages. I mean, you worked with us on the Pulse game show and the, all three of us interpreted it the same way. I'm sure many more did. So I don't think we can all be wrong. Looking at the the rest of the lineup, of course they need that line to score because th- this team needs goals. Line two has Nemesnikov centering Nikolai Ehlers and Blake Wheeler. Interesting now that Nemesnikov is a second-line center on this team. I don't know if we saw that coming when he was acquired at the deadline, but what do you think about that uh, combination? 
well, I'm trying to remember, was he not playing in the middle uh, of Wheeler and uh, Ehlers during the Florida road trip when that line uh, had a really good night in the 5-4 overtime victory over Florida? Or am I... Uh, I think so. Yeah, so there you go. It's been used before, and uh, certainly Nemesnikov and Ehlers, uh, uh, you know, have uh, had a good symmetry uh, when they've been used together. So I, I think that's a combination. You know what? Here's the deal, Christian. I think... Wherever you play Vlad Nemesnikov and, to a lesser degree, Nino Niederreiter, they're those guys that help make their line mates better. Uh, and and I'll, I'll, I'll say this about Nemesnikov. Everywhere they have plugged him in, Christian, there's been incremental improvement. Uh, boy, they, you know, the other day when they put him on that line uh, with Blake Wheeler and... Um, uh, Mark Shifley, I thought that line played better than they had in their previous game. Earlier on, when they put him with Wheeler and, and Nikolai Ehlers, you know, Ehlers was kind of still looking for his game a little bit. Uh, I thought he'd gone into a bit of a slump. Boy, I thought that helped him uh, get back to playing the way that he wants to play. So I don't mind that line at all. Uh, but clearly, the intrigue is going to be uh, how that number one line of uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois and Kyle Connor, who do have pretty good chemistry, how they make that chemistry work with Mark Shafley. And again, I think Niederreiter, he'll fit in just fine with Adam Lowry and Mason Appleton because uh, those two guys uh, uh, pretty much uh, make it, uh, I don't want to say easy, uh, but make it comfortable like an old slipper to play with because you just, as Nikolai Ehlers said last week, or earlier this week, rather, you know what to expect from those guys. They play pretty much the same way every game. According to Natural Stat Trick, the Wheeler-Ehlers-Nemestikov combination has played about 46 minutes together at 5-on-5. Five five. They outscored their opposition 3 nothing and yeah. had about 63% of the expected goals when they were on the ice. So that, that's pretty good numbers. A smaller sample size, but so far, it's been uh, something that I think they've liked. And I think one thing, too, Kelly, back to the top line, the team seems to have been searching almost all of last year for the right winger for Dubois and Connor. And yeah. they didn't try Shifley uh, because he was a center and they needed him to play center. And here we are this year where that search kind of continued at, at some points too. When Ehlers got hurt, those two played with like 10 different wingers at some point and Shifley wasn't one of them. But here we go. And I, I don't well, want to... Go ahead. Here, I was just going to say, Christian, here's where I also think, and this wasn't discussed at all today, but, you know, you know, everybody knows uh, the defensive struggles uh, that, you know, I mean, it's one thing about the nine-game goalless drought for Mark Shifley, but, you know, his defensive game, I think, is wanting as well. We all saw with our eyes the giveaway uh, in the third period that led to San Jose's second goal. So I wonder, too, Christian, if part of this is you take some of the defensive responsibilities off of his shoulders by putting him over on the wing uh, as opposed to playing down the middle. For sure. And, but at the same time, you look at Kyle Connor's defensive game and you can say s some similar things about what he's done. And, and this is a line of players that has struggled. But let's face it, if the Winnipeg Jets are going to go anywhere, these three players have to be a huge part of that turnaround because they are on this team to score goals and they have not been doing that. Well, and, and I'll say this about Kyle Connor. Since they took him off the Shifley line, <clears throat> excuse me, and put him on with Dubois, whether Niederreiter was on that line or not, uh, he all of a sudden he's gone from a string of minuses, you know, to at least throwing a couple of uh, evens in there. 
Uh, and, and, you know, there hasn't been that big of an uptick in o- offense. So uh, I think that's the other part of him playing with Pierre-Luc Dubois, Christian, is I think that helps uh, maybe a sh- a shade, put a little bit of shade, rather, on uh, his defensive deficiencies as well. Uh, but for sure, absolutely, you're bang on. Uh, the whole premise behind putting these three guys together is to generate some offense. And who knows, maybe if they could get something going five on five, then that will carry over to that absolutely moribund power play, which is now one for its last 31. Very interesting times coming up. Detroit Red Wings, a non-playoff team, and then New Jersey, a very much playoff team. Uh, In your time covering the Winnipeg Jets, where, where does this season rank in terms of intrigue for you? Well, I'll tell you what, Christian, uh, I, I would have to say, you know, everybody talks about 2019 uh, when the uh, Jets, you know, didn't have a, a great second half and it kind of dragged into that uh, first round exit against St. Louis. This is more extreme, in my opinion. Uh, you know, the, uh, uh, the, the Jets have not been even a 500 NHL team in the second half, yet somehow uh, they are still uh, hanging on to a playoff spot, but uh, this would have to be uh, one of, if not the all-time second-half collapse in the fairly small uh, history of this team since it's relocated from Atlanta. The one thing I, I will also say about this team, they're hanging together better uh, than that hockey club did a year ago. Uh, a year ago, uh, you could sense that it was coming apart at the seams. Maybe it's because uh, they still are in possession of a playoff spot that that's different, uh, that it's not that helpless feeling of just playing out the last eight or nine games and, and, and not having anything to shoot for. Perhaps that's the difference. But uh, if, uh, you know, if you're asking me how I, I see things, that would be it, that uh, there's still a sense of togetherness on this team uh, that we didn't uh, see a year ago. We'll see that that can power them through these last yeah. seven games and get them into the postseason. Kelly, appreciate your time tonight. Thanks for this, and we'll see you, you at the bet. game tomorrow. Yeah, you're in the analyst chair, okay? So make sure that you're analyzing and not just with the help of all those fancy stats. Use those eyeballs, baby. I will. I'll be taking notes. Don't worry about that. Kelly Moore, CGOB Sports Director. Winnipeg Ice, they open their 2023 postseason journey tomorrow night against Madison Hat at Wayne Fleming Arena. The ice finished way above the Tigers in the standings. Winnipeg capturing the regular season title with a franchise record 115 points. The Tigers snuck in with 69. To help preview the action, I talked to forward Owen Peterson earlier today. The Stony Plain Alberta native just turned 21 Monday, posted a career-high 32 goals and 42 assists this season, and I started our conversation by asking him how excited he is that the playoffs are finally here. 24 hours away. Yeah, obviously, extremely excited, you know, and I could say the same for our whole group. We've been preparing all year for tomorrow, I guess, and, and the next couple of months, hopefully. So I think everyone's excited to go. Now, you've been way ahead of the pack in your conference for a while now. How hard was it to just look, you know, not look too far ahead when you're closing out the regular season, knowing that, all right, well, we got first place dropped up. Can we just get the playoffs started already? Yeah, you know, sometimes it can be hard when you know uh, where you're finishing, but at the same time, we're we're still playing for lots. Obviously, we wanted to try and secure first place in the whole league, and we wanted to play our playoff type of brand down the stretch, so uh, we're ready to go starting tomorrow, and uh, 
Yeah, it was, uh, it's tough at times knowing uh, where you're already going to finish, but uh, we still had a lot to play for, and I think we're ready to go tomorrow. So do you feel like you finished the season on a strong note? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, our guys were feeling confident in the room. Um, everyone was contributing down the stretch, and we're healthy now, so I think we're, uh, we're excited and feeling good. How would you describe how your season has gone personally? Yeah, I think I had a pretty good year. Um, worked a lot of my two-way game. Um, you know, I uh, was able to con- contribute decently offensively and uh, play good on the special teams, especially the penalty kill. So I think uh, all in all, I'm happy with the personal season, but uh, more focused on what, what can happen in the next two months here. What do you think has been the key to your team's overall success? I think uh, I think our depth is huge, and um, just on, on defense and in, in goaltending as well as forwards, we have a, a bunch of guys that contribute and a bunch of guys that can defend. So, so if I were to pinpoint one uh, major point in our success, it would have to be our depth. And how does that stack you up against the competition going into this postseason? I think uh, there's there's a lot of good teams in the playoffs here, but uh, when when all four lines are playing like we know we can, I, I think we're hard to compete with. And I think uh, when when we're rolling one line after the other, every line playing playing the right way, playing good, uh, we're hard to beat. How important has Daniel Hauser's play been to your team? Had him on the show yesterday. Pretty humble guy, but definitely one of the better seasons we've ever seen from a win winning standpoint. Yeah, he's uh, he's unbelievable back there. We trust him every night, and his work ethic is great. He's consistent. He's a good guy in the locker room, and we're just happy to have him in the net anytime we can. So tell me more about the Medicine Hat Tigers and, and what they do well. Yeah, they're a well-coached team. It's going to be a tough test for us. They have uh, four lines that can produce offense and uh, some mobile D and some good shutdown D as well, so it's it's going to be a good test for us. Um, I think their uh, their depth is, is is strong, and I think they're good on special teams as well. So it's going to be a tough challenge for us, but we're ready. How do you think last year's playoffs, getting to the conference final but losing to Edmonton in five games, how does that prepare you for this run here? I think that was uh, great for a lot of guys to experience what it takes to win and what it takes to have success down the stretch. Um, winning those two rounds last year is, is big for our experience as well and also losing that last round. We learned a lot and we figured out what we need to get better and uh, I think we did that this year. Have you thought at all about what's next for you after the season's done? Yeah, I've obviously uh, thought about things. I'm going to play out this playoffs run as, as best as I, I can, try to play as best I can, and we'll see what comes up at the end of the year. But um, there's all sorts of opportunity down the road, so I, uh, I have my arms open for anything, but it's just going to come down to this playoff run, and then I'm kind of going to go from there. Have you taken time to look back on your Western Hockey League career, or is, is that something that you'll do once all is said and done? That's probably, like you said, something I'll do uh, when it's all, all said and done. But I, I have thought about it, just uh, how much time flies, um, how much I'm going to miss it. But at the same time, it uh, pushes me and the group even harder to want to end off this year on a high note and win it all. So we're just looking at it on a high note.
Did you do anything for your special special on your birthday on Monday? I uh, went for lunch with the boys, um, hung out with the guys for a bit, and then had a nice uh, dinner with my adult parents and had a, had a nice dessert with them as well. So kind of spent time with my billets and, and hung out with some teammates through the day. On the topic of the billets, how big of an experience has that been for you? You're one of the few people on the team still that was in Kootenai when it all started and then made the move. You've been through it all in the pandemic too. How key have your billets been to you finding comfort in the Western Hockey League and here in Winnipeg? Yeah, it's huge. I've been tremendously lucky to to move into a family and have, have them accept me and make me feel like a, a part of the family. It's it's great. Uh, I, um, over the last four four or five years, I've grown grown to feel like I have two families. You know, it feels like I have two brothers here and also two siblings back home, and it it really does feel like I've I've they're my parents. I'm extremely tight with them and. Obviously, uh, they've made things a lot easier for me with all their support, and uh, I just can't be more thankful for them. What was the dessert they had Monday? I had a chocolate brownie with some ice cream. Sounds good. So before I let you go then, this week now leading up to game one, has it has it been a heavy practice week? What's been the preparation process like for the team? Yeah, I mean, we've had a, a couple work days, a couple of days with good pace and also a couple uh systems days and 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 some flow days we've done done it all we've worked on our systems we've worked on our power play and penalty kill and uh ultimately is we just want to try and feel good about ourselves going into playoffs and i think we got a good good mix of hard hard practices and and more uh laid back practices so uh we're ready to go we've kind of touched on everything in our game and we're just eager to play at this point Well, Owen, best of luck starting tomorrow night. Thanks for this, and uh, good luck as you go through the playoffs. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Of course, that is when the Jets are not playing, because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage anyway. Thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell until we meet again. So long and thanks for all that they should. So sad that it should come to this. We try to warn you over the day. You may not share our intellect, which might explain.